0: And today I want to talk about rejection therapy. What is it? Why am I doing it? And how has it helped me so far? So rejection therapy was originally created by Jason Kamali, but is now owned and operated by Jia Jang. So this is a self-help game where the goal is to be rejected and you want to do this for 100 days. So you want to ask somebody a question. For example, do you want to trade shirts with me? Do you want to trade shoes with me? And the point is so that they will say no to you and you keep doing this for 100 days so that you can get desensitized to rejection so that you're able to then go after the things that you really want in life and you won't be as nervous to do it because you won't be so scared of hearing a no. So one of the reasons that I'm doing this is for exposure therapy and to overcome social anxiety and to overcome caring about what other people think of me and to get out of my comfort zone more so it's not only about overcoming the fear of rejection which i do have and i have rejection sensitivity dysphoria but i really want to overcome caring about what other people think of me because when you do this rejection therapy you're kind of asking weird requests so people might think that you're kind of strange for example i asked somebody once at the park i said will you help me capture one of the ducks so i could take it home with me as a pet so if you want to, you can follow Jia Jiang's 100 Days of Rejection and he has the list of what he's done. I wanted to come up with my own things, so I kind of remixed it and came up with all sorts of crazy things. Another thing I did was I asked somebody if they would climb a tree to take a photo of me because I want to get the perfect angle. So asking somebody something like this, they're probably going to think you're a weirdo and that's something that I want to overcome. So when I originally was doing this, the first one I did was... I went into kind of like a pliables, I SAE place and I asked them if I could jump behind the counter and make it myself because I have dietary restrictions. Obviously that's not allowed, so they say no to you. And after I did this, I ended up confessing to her that this was for rejection therapy. And I kind of did this so that she wouldn't think that I'm weird. And I kind of did that, I guess, to save myself and be like, oh, I'm actually not a weirdo who's asking weird requests. It's just for rejection therapy, right? So then I decided that I shouldn't tell people that it's rejection therapy and I should have to sit with the embarrassment and you know, the feelings of being like, oh my God, do they think I'm weird? Do they think I'm strange for asking this? So I don't tell people it's for rejection therapy unless they end up saying yes. So as an example, once I asked these two girls if they would give me um, four or $5 bills because I wanted to play that game, double it or give it to the next person. If you don't know what that is, it's basically... You go up to someone, would you rather have $5 or should I double it and give it to the next person? Then you have, say to them, do you want $10 or should I double it and give it to the next person? These girls, surprisingly, actually gave me their money. So then I was like, oh, do you want to play the game with me? So we did it for a little bit and nobody ended up, they gave me $10 and nobody wanted the $5. So then I just gave them back their money and I was like, well, you can have your money back. Like this is actually for rejection therapy. So I think if they say yes, like if you want it, say it was for rejection therapy, like that's okay. But if they say no, just let it go. And you have to sit with those feelings. For example, if I did something in the store, then I'd have to walk around the store. And then I ended up seeing this person again. And it was kind of embarrassing. Okay. So one thing that I've learned from doing this is that people actually are nice. So I had this belief that people are mean and evil, I guess, because of things that happened in childhood. So when I was younger, three years old, I was diagnosed with selective mutism, which is like, really extreme social anxiety. So I was basically mute up until high school, senior year of high school. And that's when I started taking Zoloft. And I think that was a good medicine for me. The other medications I've taken I guess were not as helpful. But I've always had like one I've always had at least one friend, okay? But as an example of I guess people being mean to me in childhood that I could tell you was that one time in fifth grade I needed a like a social studies book or something to do something that we were doing in class. I literally asked every girl in the class and they all said no to me even though they had their books underneath the chair I'd be like, can you can I borrow your book? They literally all said no to me and I only had one friend in that class and Either she didn't have her book or she wasn't there that day because obviously she would have given it to me So that's just an example of people being mean to me So I guess because of that and other things that have happened I just think that people are mean and if people aren't smiling like then i assume that they're mean, which is bad and i don't want to think like that anymore. So like one of the things would be like i'd go up to these people asking them questions and i'm in my mind I'm thinking they're going to be like what the heck get away from me freaking weirdo. When that never happens and they usually are really nice. And for example, once i go up to this girl and i say i've been go i went to the gym 3 times this week and i want to reward myself like will you buy me this? Is actually i got 3 um Little fidget balls and it came in a pack, and she was like, "Oh, how much is it?" I said five dollars, and she's like, "Oh, like I'm sorry, I'm paying with cash and I don't know how much this is gonna be. Like, I'm sorry, but congratulations for going to the gym. Like that's awesome. Like even though she said no to me, she was still really nice about it. And then when I asked that girl if she could climb a tree for me, she was like, "Oh no, sorry. Like I have a back thing, so that's why I'm walking to park and I can't really be climbing trees right now. So she was really nice about it. And a lot of people are nice about these things when they um, when they reject you. And sometimes people will maybe reject what you want, but they'll do part of it. So once I asked someone, will you take a one hour photo shoot of me? You know, cause if you ask someone to take a photo of you, they'll probably say yes. If it's an hour, they'll probably say no. So she was like, oh, I can't do an hour but I'll take one photo of you. So that was nice. Another time I asked these two girls if I could interview them, and I said it would only take an hour. They instead of just saying, oh, no, they said, well, we could do like a couple questions, like less than an hour. So I asked them three questions and they ended up being really nice. So and then so one time I asked somebody if I could, I said, will you stop eating your food so that I can get my food and then sit with you? We can eat together. This was the food court. I was expecting them to say no. And I guess they weren't going to stop eating, but they said like, well, I'm almost done eating, but. I'll sit with you, you know? So then they ended up being a, like a workout coach. So they thought I needed somebody to talk to. And so they were really nice. So basically everyone that I asked is really nice. So it just showed me that people actually are nice. Okay. And sometimes I'm afraid to go up to people because they're not smiling because people don't smile 24 seven. So they'll be like, and I'm thinking that they're mean, but then I go up to them and then they actually end up being nice. So if you do do this, even though you get rejected, you real- realize that people are actually nice if you have the belief that they're not. So in other ways that this helped me, I've been going to the gym for a while now. And when I first started going to the gym, I was afraid to ask people like, oh, are you using these weights? Are you using like this box jump? And if people were sort of near it and I didn't know if they were using it, it was unclear. I would just kind of wait for them to like kind of go away from it. So it was clear to me that nobody was using it and it's okay for me to take it and my like one of my first week going to the gym somebody had some type of drink on the box jump and i wanted to use it but i'm like whose is this i don't want to be asking people i don't want to ask anyone to move it now i guess i just have to wait for somebody to move it so then i'm waiting finally someone moves it and they go away right now i've been asking people like oh are you using these weights And a lot of the times they say no, so then I can use it. And this is good because then you get to do your exercise and you don't need to wait around for people to walk away, especially when they're not even using it. You know, it's different if people are actually using it, then you have to wait. But most of the times people aren't even using the weights. And so once I see this guy, he's like exercising near the box jump, but then he'll like take a break and he'll be sitting on the box jump. So I just went up to him and I'm like, oh, are you using this box jump? Like, and he's like, oh, no, I'm just sitting on it. Like, you can take it. And in the past, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just wait for him to like leave and go somewhere else. So I guess since I'm now comfortable with, I guess, people saying no to me, then I actually went up to him and asked him because if he says, no, I am using this. And I was like, okay, whatever. Then I'll just wait, right? Another thing is I recently went to Hobby Lobby to return some things. I wasn't really sure what the return policy was. I thought that you could return something whenever you want it for store credit, which is what I was just trying to get store credit. So I go there with my stuff. I'm like, I want to return this. And the lady is like, it's been over three months. So it turns out the return policy is 90 days and it was four months. So past 90 days. So in the past, I would have been like, oh, so I can't return it. And then she would have said, no, you can't. And I would just be like, okay, whatever. But instead, since I've been doing the reduction therapy and I've learned to kind of push my limits, I was like, oh, well, can I just return it for store credit? Like, can I just exchange it and get these things I wanted to get? Because I wanted to buy some canvases and I was returning yarn. So then she asked one of the other employees and then they were kind of like, oh, I don't know if the computer will take it. But then they checked and I was able to exchange it and get the things I wanted. And then she actually refunded me the remaining of it to my card. So because I wasn't afraid of getting rejected and I asked her again, then I was able to do it. And she actually did let me return my stuff. It wasn't I don't know if it was exactly full price because she said it would have to be for the lowest price that it's going for right now because I bought it at full price but then it had to be um 30% off so I just said that was okay better than nothing because otherwise I would have probably just given away to somebody for free so that's something that it helped with and you know it just really helps me getting out of my comfort zone and helps me to talk to people more so otherwise I probably wouldn't have been talking to people So when I go out, I have in the past, like when I would go out, I just don't talk to anyone. I kind of mind my own business, do what I need to do, and then I leave, right? But since I've been doing rejection therapy, I've actually been talking to someone at least once every day. So one thing that I did was there was this older lady in the park, and she's painting in the park. And if I wasn't doing rejection therapy, I wouldn't even have gone up to her, and I just wouldn't have said anything to her, right? Since I was doing rejection therapy, I was like, hmm... Maybe I could go up to her and I'm gonna ask her if she wants to trade hobbies with me and I'll like be a painter and then she'll take my hobby of crocheting. And I actually had this shirt on and showed her how I made it, whatever. So then I ended up talking to her for a little bit like about art and painting, cause I actually do paint um, also, but I haven't done it in a while. And I was talking to her about it. So I was like to her, I see a lot of people are coming up to you. Like would that bother you? Like being outside is nice, but I don't know if I would want to paint outside cause it would bother me if people were coming up to me and seeing what I'm doing and all that. And she said that it doesn't actually bother her. And she's actually a people person. So it's okay. And so one also thing is that I kind of thought I was afraid I was bothering people. But some people do like to talk to people. Like she was happy and she says that she likes talking to people. And I feel like if I went out and someone started talking to me, like I wouldn't mind and I would like that. It doesn't happen all the time because I guess sometimes I look unapproachable. But I'm trying to be more approachable. But, um... If you want to be more approachable, then you should smile at people because when doing these rejections, you'll notice that like you kind of want to go up to people that seem like they're going to be nice to you and not somebody who's mean. And I like doing these on people my age. But if there isn't anyone really in the area, then I'll have to do an older person. But um, my advice would be if you're doing these, just do the first person that you see because otherwise you're going to start overthinking it and it's going to get even more harder for you to do it and you're just gonna be building up more anxiety. For example, if you have the idea you wanna go to the park and ask someone to help you capture a duck, do be the first person that you see and don't keep looking for the perfect person to ask, right? Cause then you're just gonna get more nervous. So sometimes when I'm in the store and I see someone and then I don't ask them right away, then I just start to overthink and then eventually I just don't even ask them because then they pr- end up leaving the store and then I have to find someone else. And it's just better to get it over with and ask the first person that you see. That meets your criteria. For me, I like to do somebody that is around my age. And like I said, if it's not possible, then I'll just do maybe like an older woman, right? But doing this, it has been fun and it's been making me happy. And I feel as though it has been giving me more confidence. So it's fun to try out. You either come up with your own things or, you know do the things that Jia Jang was doing or some of the things that I did, but I'm going to continue doing this so I can get to the 100 days. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any comments or maybe you have any other rejections that I can do, please put them in the comments and please like if this video was helpful for you and subscribe to my channel. Thank you. Have a nice day.